lies the means of defining what we are. The rationality of philosophy, I think, therefore I am, then moves on to become, and if I am, then just what am I? So far in this presentation, three truths were established as building blocks for our model. You exist, the universe exists, and causation, or the whole, exists. In this section, we will be referring to causation as the whole. We are going to leave the concept of personality and degree of interaction often associated with the whole out of this section of our discussion. We are not going to discuss the degree of interaction between the whole and its parts within this discussion because such discussions complicate the issue beyond the time frame within which we are presently constrained. If we are within causation, within God, sorry, the whole, then reason would suggest we are a part of the whole. Reason would suggest the whole cannot be whole without you or without me. Reason would suggest we are part of what it is we are a part of. Philosophy gives us a clue. The whole is equal to the sum of its parts. Some would contend this is mathematics, but in this case we are speaking about a point of perception. There appears to be no other alternative, more reasonable, other than we are a part of the whole. The words, appears to be no other alternatives, more reasonable, is the point of the competition sponsored by the W.E. Hope Foundation. Although there may not appear to be more reasonable alternatives for our perception of what it is we are, there may be. And if we are going to build a universal philosophy, a universal ethic based upon a model, we must not rush to a conclusion. We have an obligation to closely inspect such a model and eliminate all possible and more plausible models before we come to a consensus. This is a crucial process, for as we will see in the third part of this presentation, the impact of a universal philosophy has great potential for resolving hostilities, abuse, confusion, and chaos generated by individuals as entities as well as resolving these issues for our species as a whole. The potential of a universal philosophy to resolve issues brings with it solutions some of us may not be willing to accept, even though they are reasonable, fit our face, and produce observable positive results. So it is that we begin with philosophy, and through reason conclude we are a part of the whole. We conclude through reason, philosophy, that the whole is what it is because we are a part of it. Take us away from it. Take yourself out of the whole, and the whole is no longer the whole. It becomes a different entity. Thinking is an abstraction. Therefore, it would appear that philosophy would define us as a form of its abstraction. We are what we think we are. If we think we are superior to others, we act superior and use others. If we think we are inferior to others, we allow others to abuse us. If we think we are a superior race, we act accordingly, as demonstrated by the KKK and the Holocaust. If we think we are God's voice, we act as such, as demonstrated by the Inquisition and Bosnia turmoil. If we think we are animals, we act as animals, as demonstrated by the actions of the Sudan and settling of the Americas. And so it goes. The concept of a model defining what we are, which is part of the process of developing a model of a universal philosophy, is extremely important. 
Our history of abusive behavior, of inhumane behavior, has been long and vicious. Each outbreak of vicious behavior was entrenched within a perception we had of ourselves. We may not have verbalized it officially, but we believed it to be what our perceptions led us to believe. The same is true of our humane actions, the ones with which we are proud to be associated. A universal philosophy model must not forget to examine both forms of behavior, the good and the bad. In the case of the model of universal philosophy called symbiotic panentheism, the model molded itself in such a way that the positive behaviors are not excluded by the model itself, while the negative ones are significantly reduced. As a side point, it must also be recognized that part of the process of defining the terms positive and negative behavior are relative terms. And the model of universal philosophy includes an implied definition of what positive and negative means for our species. But to go on, a universal philosophy we come to accept as individuals within a species, and therefore as a species, has the potential to generate major repercussions for ourselves as well as others that we may meet as we begin our exploration of outer space. Religions lead the way regarding where it is we appear to be located. We are in the whole. Reason and observation, philosophy and science, appeared to support religion in regards to this concept. Philosophy leads the way regarding what it is we are. Reason would appear to imply that we are a part of what we are a part of. We are a part of the whole. Religion has long supported this concept through its fundamental belief in the idea of omnipresence, the whole being literally the whole, the total of what is. The idea of omniscience, the summation of all knowledge being within the whole. This implies that you are within the whole. After all, how can something be all-knowing, be the total summation of knowledge, without containing your knowing, your knowledge, and your experiences? This would imply you're having nowhere else to be but within the whole, and thus a part of the whole, a piece of the whole. If religion stands by its concept of omnipresence and omniscience, then religion and we have little option in terms of reason, but to include ourselves to be a part of this whole, a piece of this totality. Religions would have to concur with philosophy and conclude that we, you and I, are a part of the whole regardless of what words you use to name the whole. The concept of our being a part of what it is we are a part, our being a part of the whole within which we lie, is further supported by science. This all sounds so complicated. So let's use the genius of science, the concept of building models, to build several pictures of what this looks like. In other words, let's build a picture to demonstrate, to allow us to observe what it is we are saying up to this point. It is science through the language of mathematics, which stressed the concept that the whole is equal to the sum of its parts. It is science that now believes our universe is not the end-all and be-all of the whole. A model of such a concept would place a point, representing you or I, or anyone for that matter, within a sphere, representing our universe as we perceive it to be today, or as we may in the future perceive it to be. The sphere, in turn, would then be placed in a cube, which would represent the whole. The whole here being everything we can conceive of today, and everything we could possibly conceive of in the future, and in fact, everything of which we are incapable of conceiving. 
With this drawing, we become part of the whole. This is a pictorial drawing of the model we are building. There is a Greek term for this perception. It is called panentheism. Pan meaning all. In meaning in. Theism meaning God, causation, or what in this section we call the whole. For the second picture, it is science through set theory, which says the element is a subset of the universal set. The number three lies within the set of base ten numbers, and without the number three, many things cannot be done. Without the number three, you cannot add two plus one. Without the number three, you cannot divide six by two. Without the number three, a couple cannot expand to become a family of three. It is science, through model building, which begins to shed light upon the concept that perhaps we are not as insignificant a part of reality as we once thought. It is science that shows us that we may be significantly important to what lies beyond our reality. It is science, through its ability to build models, which sheds light upon the idea that there is no such thing as insignificance. That there is no such thing as one of us being more important to the whole than another. It is science, through this ability to draw pictures, make models, which begins to help us understand what reason, philosophy, is telling us regarding where we are and what we are. And it is the understanding of these questions which will lead us to understanding why we exist. Finding the answer to this third question, why do we exist, is the reason the W.E. Hope Foundation was established. For it is the belief of the W.E. Hope Foundation that once we establish an acceptable answer to this question, we will begin to understand the significance of not only ourselves, but we will also begin to understand the significance of those around us. It is the belief of the W.E. Hope Foundation that it is the answer to the question, why do we exist, which will provide us with a directional signal our species can use as we disperse as a species throughout the universe. Philosophy, religion, and science, what we see, what we believe, and what we reason all appear to be saying the same thing. Philosophy says we are part of the greater whole, a part of total abstraction. Religion says we are part of the greater whole, a part of the original causation. Science says we are part of the greater whole, a part of the climax ecosystem. It may very well be that universes lie within the total, within the whole. If this is the model we are going to use, we know we are in one of those universes. Interesting questions now surface. If our universe is just one of many, then what's in the others? That question is for another time, another dis discussion. Right now, we need to move ahead. We have built a sample model out of the three perceived truths. You exist, the universe exists, and causation exists. The model we built was one of your being within the universe, which in turn was within the whole. The three truths, you exist, the universe exists, and the whole exists, have led us to the conclusion that we, you and I, are inside the whole, and are thus a part of the whole, a piece of the whole. This concept is summed up by the Greek term panentheism, which is not to be confused with the term pantheism. Where we are and what we are now lead us to the third part of this presentation, why do we exist? It is here that the model introduces 
is the second fundamental implied by it, the concept of financiism being accompanied by symbiosis. Many exciting and mind-boggling questions flood the mind at this point, but we are here for a reason, and that is to examine a universal philosophy model, symbiotic financiism in particular. This presentation has a direction, and we must stay on task or lose sight of the purpose we have set up. The purpose of this presentation is to examine the new concept of developing a universal philosophy and examine the impact such a model could have upon society, upon you and I, upon the future of our species. Therefore, it is time to put the model we are using as our example of universal philosophy to the test. It is time to examine what this model would imply concerning the question, why do we exist? Science likes to get straight to the point. Since this section will be led by science, let's do the same. Symbiosis. An interaction between individuals of different species, symbionts. The term symbiosis is usually restricted to interactions in which both species benefit, but it may be used for other close associations, such as commensalism. Many symbioses are obligatory. For example, the participants cannot survive without the interactions. For example, a lichen is an obligatory symbiotic relationship between an algae or a blue-green bacterium and a fungus. Definition taken from Oxford Concise Science Dictionary, 3rd edition. Again, questions break out with a flurry, but we cannot address them at this point. We are on a roll and must move ahead with all due speed. We are so close to answering the question, why do we exist? This particular model takes three truths and then proceeds to use them to define our location. Where are we? We are inside the whole. From this understanding of where we are comes an understanding of what we are. We are a part of the whole, a piece of the whole, a piece of causation, a piece of abstraction, a piece of all presence, a piece of all knowing. Yes, we might as well say it at this point. The model would say we are a piece of God. We may as well put the thought into the words, for it is this aspect of the model which prevents the W.E. Hope Foundation from believing this model is an acceptable model. It is this concept which religions, philosophy, and science all would vehemently reject in union. The goal of the W.E. Hope Foundation is to initiate the construction of a universal model, which is acceptable to us. It is the goal of the We Hope Foundation to build this model before we disperse throughout space. It is the belief of the We Hope Foundation that it would be more likely to establish this model, this mission statement for our species, this unifying perception of ourselves before we disperse throughout the universe than after we begin to step into other solar systems and galaxies. It is also the belief of this foundation that the further we disperse throughout space without a common consensus as to our purpose for existing as individuals and as a species, the less likely we will come to a consensus regarding our purpose, and thus the more likely some other species will end up defining it for us. So what does this have to do with symbiosis? 
It is panentheism led by religion and supported by science and philosophy, which defines our location. It is panentheism led by philosophy and supported by religion and science, which defines what we are. But it is within the model of symbiotic panentheism, symbiosis, led by science and supported by philosophy and religion, which defines our purpose. It is appropriate for science to take the lead regarding the question, why do we exist? It is perhaps the most difficult question for a model of a universal philosophy to address. Science with its expertise in creating models, science with its expertise in creating visual depictions of interactive dynamics which take place between and within systems, caters to our strongest means of understanding. It is science which caters to our means of understanding complex issues through the process of drawing pictures and making models that we can see, look at, and observe. We could use any number of scientific fields to help us understand why we exist. For this presentation, however, we will use the field of ecology and its process of creating web models. Let's use the example of a wolf. Wolves are a predatory animal. They thin out the herds of deer in forest biomes. Without them, the deer herds would explode. The overpopulation of deer would deplete the food supply of the herd, creating weak animals and the prominence of starvation and disease. Other animals, squirrels, birds, mice, and so forth, would suffer as the seed supply produced by these grasses and shrubs were sharply reduced by the overgrazing of populous deer herds. Young trees would have little chance of surviving with the deer foraging for food in record numbers. The ambience of the forest would definitely change. A healthy forest with a healthy population of plants and animals could become one filled with disease and suffering. The future of the forest itself could be placed in jeopardy. The whole is dependent upon its parts. Without each of its parts, the whole changes. Whether it changes for the better or the worse is subjective. Whether, whether better or worse is not the point here. The point here is, if a piece of the whole is removed, the whole changes. It is science which is now using observations we have made regarding cosmology that now itself is leaning strongly in the direction of the universe being created from nothing, being a burp off from another universe, being a higher level of potentiality than the least level of vacuum potential. It is science, observation, which illustrates that the whole would not be what it is without you. It is perhaps difficult to understand this in the abstract sense, but as we have previously seen, we can examine this concept using set and subset concepts to form a more concrete picture of the concept you and I are a part of the whole. The understanding of the model of symbiotic panentheism can be taken to another level by ecology. In an ecosystem, we can study the big picture, the physical aspect of the system, in order to understand the smaller aspect, the individual living portions. Or, on the other hand, we can study the smaller portions, the individual living portions, to understand the larger picture, the physical aspect, the biome itself. In terms of our understanding why we exist, it is difficult to begin an understanding of ourselves by studying the whole, since we have no idea what the whole is other than the whole. So to begin understanding our purpose to the whole, we must come from the direction of studying ourselves in order to understand what our function might be to the whole. We can better understand why we exist if we understand where we are, and thus determine what we are to the whole. 
As an example, if science had no way of observing the entire picture of a northern forest biome, it could only examine the body of a fox and its den. It might begin an analysis of the biome within which the fox lived in the following manner. First, the long bushy tail would suggest a need for balance and warmth. The conclusion, the biome is cold at times and extensive in size and filled with many obstructions which need to be maneuvered around quickly. The red color would suggest a need for recognition. Others of its kind may exist hidden within its territory. The density of the biome now expands even further. The abundance of body hair would further suggest a need for protection against the extreme cold. Now the extremes of cold in the biome expand even further. The pads on the feet would suggest the need for quiet running and going long distances. The size of the biome grows even more. Sharp canine teeth, carnivore. Biovinocular vision, predator. Long nose, pointed ears facing forward. And on, and on it goes. And then comes the examination of the den itself, underground. Now we have a need for protection from what moves upon the surface. The den is hidden, and the concept grows that something above ground threatens the life of the fox. And on and on it goes. All of this adds to our understanding of the larger picture of the forest biome, without our even examining the forest biome directly. The more we study the organism, the fox, the more we begin to understand the ecosystem within which the fox lives, without our even seeing this ecosystem. The more we study the organism, the fox, the more we begin to understand the function, the purpose of the fox's very existence within its biome. Because the biome exists outside our universe is so difficult for us to study directly, we have little option but to use the same technique scientists have used to study systems deep below us in the ocean and far above us in the heavens. We can examine ourselves in order to understand what we are immersed within, and thus deduce why it is we think we exist. Science strongly suggests that if we are a part of a piece of the whole, then we interact with the whole, play a part to the whole. For the whole needs us, just as we appear to need the whole. Science strongly suggests that we have a function, that we do not just exist. We are not just a part of the universe. Rather, we affect the greater reality that lies beyond our universe. We impact the whole of whatever it is we and our universe lie within. It is science through symbiosis which gives us a clue. It is science through symbiosis which asks, how can we exist within the whole without affecting the whole, without changing the whole? How can we exist within the whole without affecting the very characteristic of the whole itself? Philosophy reason reinforces the concept of symbiosis introduced by science. You can never take yourself out of the whole. The past, what you have done in life, already exists. Nothing can be done to change it. The present does not exist for simply a point that separates what it is you are about to do from what you have already done. 
It is the future to which we must look when we examine where it is we believe our purpose lies. You cannot change the past, but you can change what it is you plan to do, hope to do, wish to do, and as such, can do. You do affect the whole, the ever-growing and expanding characteristic of the whole, of God itself. It is reason, philosophy, which supports science in the perception that if we do exist within the whole, we are a piece of the whole, and as such we add to the whole. We affect the very outcome of what the whole is, what the whole is in the process of becoming. It is philosophy which would support science in suggesting that you and I are not insignificant, but that we, you and I, are immensely significant to the whole. And thus it is you and I that have a great deal of responsibility to live up to. Religions reinforce the concept of symbiosis introduced by science. Religions stress the concept that nothing exists without a function, a purpose. Religions support the observations of science through their own means. It was religion which began the recognition of the concept of totality. It was religion which began the recognition of the temporary state of the physical. It was religion which began the recognition of the concept of time being only temporary. It was religion which began the recognition of the concept of eternal existence. And it is religion that have given us the concepts of God created man in his image, and in the image of God created he man. Man can, through his own efforts, rise to the level of being absorbed into the oneness of God. Omnipresence. All things must be inside God, a part of God. Omniscience. God has the knowledge regarding how to learn what is not yet known even to God. Omnipotence. God has the power to implement this knowledge. Science, philosophy, and religion all appear to agree to the basic fundamental concept that we are a part of the whole. We are a part of our ultimate climax ecosystem. What we are immersed within, and what that in turn is immersed within, defines who we are. We are immersed within our universe, and the universe is immersed within the whole. Building an acceptable model of our purpose for existing is not going to be an easy task, but it is the belief of the We Hope Foundation that we, as a species, can come to such a consensus. The W.E. Hope Foundation believes the best way for us to come to the consensus regarding our purpose is through the process of building models. The W.E. Hope Foundation believes it is through the process of developing visual models that we can understand, to the best of our ability, a universal philosophy. The Foundation further believes that the most advantageous place to begin work upon such a model is on the World Wide Web, for it is here that we all, intellectual and non-intellectual alike, can work upon this model together in a global manner. The first model the W.E. Hope Foundation recognized as a model of a universal philosophy was the modern-day model outlined by symbiotic financialism. It is this model which describes in detail the answer to the questions, where are we, what are we, and why do we exist? It is this model, symbiotic financialism, which says that we, you and I, are not just inside the whole, in other words, financialism, but rather that we are a part of the whole. We affect the whole. 
we affect it through a process known by science as symbiosis. It is because the model implies that we are actually a piece of the whole, a piece of God, and actually impact God, that the W.E. Hope Foundation believes the model of symbiotic financism is unacceptable to society. The universal philosophy must be easy to understand. It must be acceptable to the individual, and it must provide the type of impact upon the individual, upon society, upon the environment, and upon the universe itself, which we as a species find agreeable. As we have seen, the concept of symbiotic pantheism is most likely unacceptable to the majority of individuals comprising our species. As we will see in the next section, the impact of the model symbiotic pantheism produces action which in turn initiates reaction, which in turn creates an ambience for our species, which we also may not be willing to accept. If the impracticality of the universal model called symbiotic pantheism is recognized by the World Embracing Hope Foundation as being impractical and having little chance of being recognized as the model, then why should we consider it at all? We need to begin somewhere in terms of both understanding what a universal philosophy is and what a universal philosophy has to offer us as a species. Symbiotic pantheism is considered by the World Embracing Hope Foundation to be a first try at developing a universal philosophy, a form of universal ethic. Symbiotic pantheism is the initial model which the foundation is using in its competition. It is the model being placed upon the pedestal to act as the target, the initial sample of what it is we are to displace and replace with a better, more acceptable model. It is the intent of the We Hope Foundation to initiate the development of a universal philosophy acceptable to the majority of our religions, sciences, philosophies, the majority of the individuals of our species. It is the intent of the foundation to develop a universal foundation, to develop a model upon which we can come to a consensus as being the mission statement of our species. It is the hope of the foundation to develop a model we can all agree upon, which allows all of us to understand where it is we believe our faiths, observations, and reason tells us we are. It is the intent of the foundation to use the competitive nature of our species to develop a model that tells us what it is our faiths, observations, and reason, our religion, sciences, and philosophies all seem to tell us in terms of what it is they sense we are. And lastly, it is the altruistic desire of the We Hope Foundation to initiate the beginning of the process which may finally lead members of our species, lead you and I, into an understanding of just why it is we exist. Once we understand the answer to this question, we will begin to understand just what types of behavior we are willing to tolerate, not only in regards to our individual selves, not only in regards to our own species, but in regards to other species as well, be they earthbound or otherwise.